Hey, welcome to the Church Home Podcast. My name is David, and I'm the CEO here at Church Home, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. In just a moment, you're gonna hear an encouraging message around the person of Jesus and his love for you. But if we can serve you as a community in any way, we would love to do so. And the best way for that to happen is for you to actually chat with one of our pastors and get connected, which you can do on our website at churchhome.org or through the Church Home app. And if you've been impacted in any way by this podcast in your walk and journey with Jesus, we'd like to invite you to exercise your faith by actually contributing financially to help tell the story of Jesus across the globe alongside Church Home. You can do so by texting the word generosity to the number 97,000. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this message. Here's what we're gonna do. Anybody got kids? Anybody got kids? Who's got kids? Oh, you guys are older than I thought. Look like a big youth group in here. This is awesome. How many got kids? How many got kids? Okay, social Dallas, all mature and grown up. Wow, we don't have no kids in our church in LA. None. I'm stuck with a youth group forever. Um, it's an honor. It's an honor. So that we have so many parents here. Didn't you know? You remember when your kids had that little accent? You know what I'm talking about? Um, something like. Uh Uh-oh, no. (laughs) I love connecting with my audience. But anyways, my son, the big one, the six foot four one, he used to say uh, when they would offend each other or they would hurt each other, we have this rule in our house. Now, I'm already preaching, and this could help you and your ministry and your family and your children and your children's children. But when you offend someone or you you hurt someone in our family, you got to say, will you forgive me? That's how it works. There's no, we're not talking about sorry. Everybody's sorry today. I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, what does that mean to me? You're sorry, you know, but like, will you forgive me for hurting you, right? That's how the Smith family rolls. Now, my, my 16-year-old, when he was not so 16, he used to say, will for you give me? Will for you give me? Right, and I loved it, right? All the way till he was 15, he said it wrong. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he's in the L.A. school system. Pray for him. All right. So, all right, everybody, come on. We're not here to start doing this. All right. But he would always say, El, El Dog. I call him El Dog. El Dog. And I just realized you guys are like, do you yell like that in your house? I'm like, uh-oh. Yep. Um, El Dog. Say, ask for forgiveness. Right? That's how we do it. And he'd be like, Okay, and he would go like this, and he would say, "Will for you give me?" Now the older one, Zion, who's a know-it-all, just like his mom, he said, "We're never gonna get through this." Y'all keep laughing like this. He would always say, "Hey, hey, hey, that's not how you say it." And I would say, "Stop it right now." Ever correct him? I want him to say that forever, right? With that little accent, "Will for you give me?" "Will for you give me?" So Zion started saying, "Hey, that's not right." You mixed up the order. I shut up, son. Shut up in the name of Jesus. Right? And then L Dog started doing this. He would, he would say, huh? He'd get a little nervous, you know? He'd say, uh, I'd say, ask for forgiveness, L Dog. And you could see he's like, how does it go again? Um, will for you give me? And here came his older brother. What? And he goes, I know I don't say it white. I know I don't say it white. And I would look at his older brother and say, I'm going to send you to heaven. 
You ever watch National Geographic Channel and you're like, I know why animals eat their young. Just eat them. Ah, we're done with this one. Eat them. All right. <laughs> Some of you are like, is this guy for real? I've been in ministry 23 years. All right. Yeah, I am. I'm up here living. Okay. It's called coping. Everybody relax. Oh, you ever felt like that in life? I know I don't say it white. I know I don't do it white. Maybe you just got married. I don't, I don't do marriage white. I don't do my job white. I just started a business. I'm not an entrepreneur white. I don't sing white. I don't play white. I don't watch the white things. I'm just, I don't, I don't do it white. But then you go to church. You know what I mean? Nobody comes into church. Like, you know, you come into church a certain way. We're talking, this is Dallas, all right? You come to church. Nobody comes to church like, hey. Nobody comes to church like Eeyore, right? Everybody comes to church like Tigger. Hey! Praise God. How are you? Happy birthday! Social deluge! Right? But the truth is, in all of us, there's that little guy who says, I don't do it white. I don't want to do it white. I don't do it white. It's weird, man. We all are dealing with this. I walk on stage and wonder if I'm preaching it right. Everybody's like, man, I wish somebody introduced me about Mount Rushmore. Except I'm side stage going, Mount Rushmore? What in the world, Robert? Don't put that pressure on me. You can't live up to that. Right? I know I don't. Do it you ever feel? You ever feel like this? It's. I hope nobody finds out. It's just me. You know what I'm talking about? Like you grow up in church long enough. I'm talking to some church folk just for a moment. If this is your first time, I'm so glad you're here. Come back next time because this guy won't be here. It'll be much better, much more soothing and rhythmic. I was listening to myself preach this morning, and I was like, "My God, man, slow down." Relax, okay? I got so much caffeine in these veins. Whoa, baby! Intermittent fasting. You ever done that? A little intermittent fasting with a little caffeine in the morning, and you just feel on your game. <laughs> it's Celsius or the Holy Ghost. I can't tell. It's somewhere in between. But we all feel it, don't we? Like, man, I'm not. I'm not doing this right. I want to talk to people today who feel sneaky. I want to talk to people today who feel like I'm going to be at Social Dallas until they figure me out that I'm going to go to the new church plant. I'm going to stay at Social for a few years and then I'm going to move. Now, all the research and the science is telling us that you Christians keep moving church to church. And I love you. Now, if you're, not a, if you're not a Christian, you just relax and enjoy yourself. But for those of us that are followers of Jesus, you know, all the stats are there. In 2017, the most exhaustive research ever done on church growth in the United States of America history, modern history, we discovered that nearly 98% of all of the church's growth in the United States of America is what we call transfer growth. Uh-oh. Which means people are moving around a little bit. People are moving around a little bit. People are moving. I think I know why. It's not because you're going to find a better preacher, minister, leader than Pastor Robert and Taylor. It's not because you're going to find better hazers or better confetti. 
It's because you start to get found out a little bit. And people start to figure out you got an attitude. And you want to know why you're not ministering in song and harmony and melody next to Chandler on the stage. Because you got a ministry. And all of a sudden, we just keep, we keep moving, we keep moving, we keep moving. Because the last thing we want people to know is actually, it's just me. You know, the number two is one of its means in scripture is testimony. It's union for sure. Where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So it speaks of union, but two, the number of two also speaks of testimony. And I'm asking you today, what is your testimony? <laughs> because I, I want to speak to that. So let me share scripture with you. So I'm like, when is he going to use the Bible? All right, relax. Second Corinthians chapter four. Verses five, six, and seven. And what we proclaim, social dollars, what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus is Lord. With ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Where are you in that verse? You are the jar and you are the clay. That's you. Y'all remember that group? Jars of clay? All right. Shout out. All right. Well, you're a jar of clay. Now, I don't mean any disrespect, but you in this passage are very average and normal. You are a jar of clay. You are finite. Bible says God remembers our human frame and knows that we are dust. Old preachers used to say at the memorials at the graveside when they're putting the casket in the ground, dust to dust. Old preachers used to say that, which is to say you were made from dust and back to the dust and into the hands of God you will go. You are, in fact, by definition, a jar of dust, a jar of dirt, a jar of mud, a jar of clay. But it says these jars of clay, God will use these jars of clay so that the world can see the surpassing magnificence and sufficiency of our superhero and our king, Jesus. So the goal is not that you get in the way, but the goal is that you point the way. So that people look at you and say, hey, if God can use her, if God can use that joker, it is clear to me. He accepts everybody and involves anybody. But instead, we, we want to present ourselves as the complete and total package. But that's not our story. That's not Social Dallas's testimony. We are not here because of the strategery of man. We have not arrived in this theater because of the economics and the spreadsheet and the efficiency of the staff and the team to strategically know how PR works and we're going to get the message out and we're going to put ads on the metaverse and we're going to put ads on Instagram and people are going to know and we're going to be very, are we strategic? Yes, get out of town, come on. 
But is that why we're here? Or are we here because of there's a king? And, 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 and where the king rules, miracles happen and, and supernatural things transpire. And, and, but have you ever felt average and ordinary? Have you ever felt like people want you to be silver and gold, but you're dirt and mud? And you're like, I don't have much more to give. Before I go any further, Bishop T.D. Jake serves on the board of church home and is a bishop to me, and, and I love him. And I must say, when I'm in his city, and you better know I already texted him before I landed here because I understand how authority works. You better watch out. And come to Dallas without texting the bishop. And that's right. I said it. I text Bishop Jakes. Deal with it. It's a flex, too. I understand that. I'm not up here playing games. We text like three, four, five times last night. I don't want to get into it. You know, like do it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm killing myself. Um, but I just want to say thank you to Bishop Jakes because I think uh, the, the shepherd to the shattered, you know, I was 13 when I started listening to Bishop Jakes. First sermon I ever heard from Bishop Jakes was Silence of the Lambs. And if you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. But oh, how the lambs have been silenced. And we won't tell anybody our scars and our pain and our problems and our shortcomings. And we keep telling ourselves that God uses vessels of silver and gold when I'm here to announce and I have good news. He uses only dirt, mud, and clay. Yeah. He's the gold. Ha ha. So what are you going to do? Let me tell you a story. 16 minutes and 16 seconds. That's what we got left. And if you know anything about how long I preach, this is going to be the shortest sermon I will preach for five years. And I'm proud of it. I really am. I'm proud of it. I, I'm proud of it. I'm average hour 15 right now. Some of you need to thank God you don't go to my church. He's been like, oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. I deal with this character. This is a guy named Gideon. I don't know if you heard of him, Gideon. Gideon uh, is an average guy. In fact, the, we, we are let into his story in fear and terror and scared. He's insecure and, and God ends up calling him. He's hanging out at a winery in Napa and God finds him in Napa and is like, yo, bro, you can't be just hanging out at vineyards and stuff. I got a plan for you. And he's like, yo, but it's cool out here. And he's like, you got to get out of the wine and we got to get you working in my fan, what we're doing. Da, da, da. So then Gideon's like, all right. So then he starts kind of doing his thing. And then um, God talks him into this whole thing. And then I'm just, just getting over it, skipping over it. And he is going to lead like a little regime, a little army. The problem is God's like, you're going to go against the Midianites. He's like, the Midianites, that's like the world power, man. Okay, so God says, don't worry, I'm going to put an army together. And Gideon's like, all right, all right, well, maybe, maybe God's going to give me like 100,000 guys. You know, this is going to be great. So God's like, yeah, 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 put, put a news flash out. Everybody gathered to this. So thousands of guys show up kind of in the middle of nowhere. And God's like, and Gideon's like, you know what? We got a shot. We're scrappy. You know, those Midianites, for best we could tell, they're about 135,000 strong. But you know, he's looking around going, we're scrappy. And God's like, well, I haven't chose the army yet. And he's like, all right, all right, all right no problem. He's like, tell them to go drink uh, down by the creek and then watch them drink. All right. 
All right, boys, we're going to go drink. Everybody, get a drink. Not thirsty. Yeah, you are. Drink. Drink. All right, all right, all right. What's weird is that God chooses his army based on who drinks which way. Don't get me started because I can tell you a lot about your life by how you rest. (laughs) If you didn't drink so heavy, you'd be able to get up in the morning and do a little bit more, you know, but sometimes, and the because the Bible says that the guys who stuck their head in the water, he said, send them home. He said, I want the dudes to cup the water and keep looking. I want those, give me those guys. Now, unfortunately, that was the minority. <laughs> unfortunately, that was the small group. So, so just, just the guys that cup the water, tell them to stay, tell the other, y'all can go home. We don't want them. Go home. All right? Now he's got 300 guys. And he's thinking to himself, just like you're thinking to yourself, God, what are you going to do with my life? How are you going to make this work? How is this going to be possible? What are we going to do? How is this all going to play out? We're on our second anniversary. This is amazing. This is incredible. But what's next? And how are we going to do this? And how are we going to keep growing? And how are we going to keep building? And how are we going to keep progressing? And how are we going to keep sustaining? How are we going to make disciples? And how are we going to expand? And how are we going to afford more things? And how are we going to have more headquarters? And how are we going to have more locations? And how are we going to reach more people? And how are we going to translate into other languages? And how are we going to go across to other continents and countries and what are we going to do and how are we going to do it and how it's going to happen and God's like just 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 do what I tell you to do now that sounds great until God tells you to do dumb stuff and that's just the way it is people like God is so wonderful wonderfully ridiculously annoying it's okay he's God and he can handle this I mean, just dumb. Now, 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 whoever drinks a certain way, God, I got to be honest with you, man. War has nothing to do with how these dudes cup the water. It does to me. Right. All right. You guys can go home. Why? You don't drink right. God bless you. He's like, now, here's my plan, Gideon. I want you to tell the guys. Um, I want you to get, I want you to get torches. All right, all right, all right. And I want you to light the torches. And then I want you to get jars of clay. I want you to get jars of clay and everybody gets a torch and everybody gets a jar. And all 300 of you are going to stand around the valley and up under in the valley is 135,000 Midianites. Now, it makes sense to we, to, to me, to we, <laughs> to we, uh-oh. All right, it makes sense. He thinks he's a we. All right, he, it, may, it makes sense. <laughs> guy thinks he's a we. <laughs> I don't trust this guy, babe. Get your purse, let's go. All right, <laughs> the Midianites are basically having casino night. You know what I mean? That's what they're doing. They're like, you know, gambling because they're like, this is a joke. We wake up this morning, tomorrow morning in a drunk stupor. We're going to beat these guys. This is a joke. Okay? So they're gambling, playing cards, drinking. Somebody's playing the guitar. That's not what the guitar sounds like. Shut up! God says, give everybody a torch and a jar of clay. Have them stand, stand all the way around the Midianites. And then, um, and then here's the rest of the plan, Gideon. Are you ready? He's like, yeah, when, when do we get like um, big swords and 
guns and stuff. And he's like, um, you're not. Oh, oh, but here's what you're going to do. When I tell you, you're going to smash the jars of clay and hold the torches up. Uh, and, oh, right. Somebody should blow a trumpet. Great. Pastor Robert and Taylor, now that we're at the second year anniversary and church is an absolute phenomenon, it's incredible. What are, what's your big plans? Plans are like, we're so impressed with plans in 2023. Plans are more impressive than people's lives now. Just tell me your plan. Ah, I got a mission statement, vision board. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. Whoa. And then you turn 44 and you're like, keep your vision board. And just love the person you married. Love your neighbor. Just trust God. Just do, do, do the dumb stuff he asks you to do. And I mean, honestly, I think your vision board's adorable. But I don't need to see it anymore. I'm 44. Uh, my mission statement for my life is, you love Jesus? That works. Okay. What else is the plan? Blow it one more time. What are you guys doing? Ah, building church. You sure? You guys really making disciples over there? I don't know. Now, you may not know this part. To crack the code on the Gideon story, there's something you need to know. I'm going to spit on everybody right here. It was close, close, it was close, close. Hold it back in. But this is what's so stupid. This guy just said, this guy's so stupid. That is a, that is a fact. Yeah. Did I mention Pastor Robert got me these? Um, <laughs> I've lost it. In, in, in antiquity, uh, 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 in military terms, uh, whoever carried a torch led in, uh, a troop. A troop typically consisted of a thousand soldiers. So in antiquity... One torch represented a thousand soldiers. So what you may not know in the story is that quite literally, when the Midianites came out of their casino night and their drunken stupor, they looked around the hills and they thought to themselves, there is 300,000 soldiers about to come down on us. Now, I think there's a few people in here already ready to preach the sermon I just set up. Because I hadn't preached it yet, I just set it up. So it occurs to me that the men who carry the torches, there is no other soldiers. It's just me. And he said, now, 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 when I give the signal, break the jar of clay. For when the jar breaks, the embers in the torch will meet the oxygen. 
that has been limited while the clay was whole. But when the clay breaks, there it is, I spit anyways. When the clay breaks, the oxygen hits the flame and the light engulfs. And it is exactly at that moment that your enemy thinks you are a thousand times more formidable than you really are. It's good preaching. Why did I get a guitar? I don't know. It occurs to me. What am I doing? <laughs> it occurs to me. This is a gorgeous guitar, and I will not hurt it. Uh, Takamon G-Series, gorgeous. Um, it occurs to me that we don't want to be broken. And we're wondering why we only as effective as everybody else. <sighs> because our story isn't a story of brokenness anymore. That's not the story we tell, especially as preachers. Oh, praise God, everybody. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank God for my wife and my children. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, I've been to more church services than you've been to cafes. I've heard more sermons than you've had espressos. You are looking at a seventh generation preacher. I've been to so many revivals and advances and retreats and conferences. I preached in Dallas more times than, than, than you can imagine. Things old people say. And what has occurred to me that I cannot play the guitar and I really wish I could right now. Wouldn't that be great? Where's Israel Houghton when you need him? Um, but that's not our story. We, we think God will anoint and use when we're put together. As if the plan of God, I'm so sorry, man. I don't even know how to put it. Oh, the stand is back. Okay. Did you face the stand? Okay, there we go. I, um, I truly believe that those men standing there that early morning before the sun come up, I think they were holding their torches a lot like we should hold Jesus. And if it works, it's because of him. <laughs> hey, am I the only guy in this room today who feels like his whole life has been... Hey, 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 don't get too close. It's just me. Don't get too close because you'll discover I'm just as fragmented as you are. Don't get too close because you'll learn. I got some bad days in my marriage. Don't get too close because you'll learn I yell at my kids. Don't get too close because it's just me. My hero one time was in a bathroom and I followed him in there. It was a public bath, not a single. Everybody relax. And I followed him in. I said, I said, hey. He was washing his hands. Not at a urinal. Everybody relax. I have decorum. And um, I said, hey, I'm really happy to meet you. 
so-and-so. And he said, ah, happy to meet you too, kid. And he just walked out. And I was like, <laughs> he didn't even hug me. You know, like, it's a bathroom, Judah. That's weird. You ever been disappointed? Got close to somebody you admire and you discover they're just clay. When, when are we going to tell a culture craving clay that that's what we are? Isn't that our testimony? Two-year anniversary social Dallas. Isn't our testimony that he took these earthen vessels? I end with this and you could start playing the piano so I sound, um, how should I say, anointed. <laughs> I love you guys. Oh man, I, I disrespected that guitar by apologies. You know what the name Gideon means, right? It means warrior. You know what the other meaning of Gideon is, right? It's destroyer. When are you going to grow up and realize you got a warrior in you and you got a destroyer in you? It's funny because Robert's like, he's a man of integrity. I'm just a guy who's really familiar with his destroyer. That's all. I didn't come here by myself last night, FaceTime my wife in the hotel room. She's like, are you by yourself in that hotel room? Are you okay? And some preachers would be offended. I just told my wife the truth. I want to be alone in hotels unless it's with you. So will you check on me? Because I got a warrior. But I got a destroyer too. And sometimes I start to wonder, what if the destroyer takes over? Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't you get it twisted, church. Social Dallas does not exist just for warriors. We are here for people who are familiar with their destroyer. Come on. Are you broken? Are you weary? Are you exhausted? Are you tired? Are you anxious? Are you fearful? Are you overwhelmed? Are you disconnected? Are you lonely? Are you starting to second guess yourself? Are you starting to be in your head so much wondering, will I make it? Can I do it? Am I who people think I am? Can I make it here? Will I grow here? Will I be fruitful here? Is this the city for me? Is this the people for me? Am I going to make it? Am my baby's going to grow up and not know a faithful father or a faithful mother? Am I? Any, God, what are you going to do with me, son, son, son? Son, break the clay and let the embers catch flame. And my light will cover your weakness. And my brilliance will cover your brokenness. And my sufficiency will cover your shame. Oh! And for where there is condemnation, I will bring contentment. And I will show you that I specialize in damaged goods. I came to Dallas looking for a man or a woman who is comfortable with brokenness. Oh, God. 
made this. And I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The music. Sorry about the guitar. I'm done. I'm done. This is what God told me to tell Social Dallas. Two years. You know what your testimony is? Come on, warrior. I said, come on, warrior. I said, come on, warrior. I know there's a destroyer in there, but there's a warrior in there. And I came to talk to your warrior. I came to talk to the man you're destined to be. I came to talk to the woman you're destined to be. We exist as a church not to play games and pomp and circumstance and pageantry. We came to mobilize warriors who understand that they're broken and dependent and need him. But I'll tell you, Jesus will make up the delta. Jesus will make up the difference. We have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellence and brilliance of the knowledge of Jesus shall be seen through me. What he started, he'll finish. I got no more time for games and good preaching and good sermons. I am telling you, I'm living my life in such a way that without his grace and without his mercy and without his sufficiency, I'm just not going to make it. I am talking to a community and a church that believes that it's supposed to be in the culture, but not of the culture. But if we're going to be in it and not of it, if we're going to be in it and make a difference in it, we've got to be people that understand dependency on him. Woo, let me pray for you. That's all the preaching I'm going to do. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hi, Dad. I'm not trying to be weird, man. I'm not trying to be weird. I'm not trying to be weird, but I believe in physical acts. So if you agree with me and you have recognized that you're warrior and you're also destroyer, that there's a brokenness in you and that you need the thousand time difference making of the light of Jesus in your life. In fact, maybe there's some people here. You say, Judah, I already know what it is to be like this. This is how I made it. This is how God has blessed me. I'm telling you, Pastor Robert Sr., you know the truth. You're standing up here, Pastor Honey, you're standing up here with your son, and you know it's true. It was the grace of God on Pastor Robert Madu. It was the grace of God on Taylor Madu. It wasn't their goodness. It wasn't their deeds. It wasn't their research. It wasn't their study. It was the touch of God. It was the anointing of God. It was him. And it'll always be him having begun in the spirit. Will you now be made perfected in the flesh? Certainly not. It is his grace that God is here. If you know what I'm talking about, will you just metaphorically lift up your hand like you holding up that torch? It's his light. Let his light light the way. Your kingdom come and your will be done. We're not talking about two years now. We're talking about 20 years. We're talking about 30 years. We're talking about 40 years. Let the light lead. Let the light lead. Let the light shine out of darkness and bring a brilliant testimony of his goodness and his grace on average ordinary people in Dallas, Texas and beyond. For you will not be limited to these borders. For I will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask, think, or even imagine. For what I have begun, I will see it through, says the Lord. Was this not my doing? Was this not my choosing? Was this not my calling? Was this not my anointing? Was this not my wooing? Was this not my it was my word. It was my in the nighttime, in the morning time. Did not bring you here. 
didn't I speak to you? Didn't I speak to your loved ones? Didn't I speak to your babies? And so I will do it, for I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And what I have promised to one generation, I will do it in the next. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. For there are wells opening up in Dallas, Texas. And there are wells opening up in the country. And there are wells opening up in the countries of the world. And I will give you favor in those wells. And out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So pull from the well. Draw from the well. For it will never run dry. For I am your water. And I am your way. And I am your well. And I am your superhero. And I am your supernatural source. Trust me. Rely on me. Look to me. And you shall see the goodness of God in the land of the living. In the name of Jesus. If you're here today at Social Dallas and you would like to receive the free gift of Jesus Christ, I've got good news today. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. You can't warrant it. You can only receive it. It is not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Only God can save you. Only God can forgive you. Through the finished work of Jesus Christ, if you want to receive the free gift of Jesus, and you are persuaded that he is king, and he is God, and he is your savior on the count three from the back to the front if you want to close your eyes you can do that i'm not here to embarrass anybody but you know who you are on the count of three i'm asking lift up your hand you put it right back down and i'm asking you to respond outwardly to what truly happened inwardly because when you do it'll be a sign to you it'll be a notification to you that i believe this i receive this and i'm forgiven in the name of jesus if that's you on the count of three one two three all over the room just shoot up your hand i receive and i believe i receive and I believe. God, thank you. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Forgiven forever, past, present, and future. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.